0: Hello everybody, welcome to Punch It episode 90. My name is Charlene Schmidt and with me as always is...
1: Tristan Riddell.
0: Tristan, we are continuing what we started last week. We are doing our What If Switcheroo where Captain Benjamin Sisko steps up, takes command of the USS Voyager, lost in the Delta Quadrant. And last week we discussed a lot about Caretaker and how that Mm. was going to roll out. And now that we've established that we have a couple more tasks at hand. We've got to establish how he's going to interact with this crew, as well as where the show kind of goes from here.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun last week, and this was all spurred from what we did a couple of weeks ago with Jonathan Archer commanding the Enterprise D. And like you said, we we focus on Caretaker, and we definitely recommend, you can enjoy this on its own, but we definitely recommend that you go back and listen to the first episode because it's a lot of fun, and we kind of break down how Cisco wound up on Voyager and how Caretaker goes down. But pretty much everything ex- is exactly the same. I mean, like Tom was in prison and now he runs the, now he flies the ship, and uh, Chakotay is first officer. Tuvok is at security. Harry's there. Everything is the same except we didn't have Catherine Janeway in there. We had Nicole no. Janeway, and she died when they went to the, into yes. the Delta Quadrant. And thus, Cisco was on there just to observe the ship because he helped design the Intrepid. But he was the most senior member at the time. And Tuvok said, like, hey, you should be the captain. And Bob's your uncle. There we have it. (laughs) And so I'm really excited to see how the show changes. Because you actually made an interesting point off mic about how the leader of the ship and the leader of the show, the captain, dictates the feeling from the top down.
0: Totally. They set the tone. So a lot of things we've kept the framework the same, but I do think that interactions with the members of the crew, the rest of the crew that has not changed, it's going to be different than how Catherine Janeway did it. So that'll be a big part of what we discussed today. And side note to our listeners, thanks for the awesome feedback. You guys let us know. We got a lot more feedback than usual about, hey, this was a great episode, guys. Please keep doing these in the future. So... You bet we will. We're having a great time doing them.
1: Absolutely. And we're going to continue to do them. Maybe not every week, but we're going to continue to do them because they are so much fun. Now, Char, I have a question for you. Before we get into how the show has changed or how Cisco interacts with his first officer, a security officer, or his chief engineer, what do you think the major changes would be from Janeway to Cisco? Like, would Cisco demand to have his private dining room back? Would Cisco... <laughs> Be as obsessed with coffee, you know. Like what? What would be like the little things that would pop up in his in his command style?
0: These are the very important questions. First and foremost, yes, we must discuss coffee. This was the cornerstone of what got Janeway through. Now, I don't think Ben Sisko is quite as obsessed or as caffeinated as she is. So, I'm wondering if maybe he's going to train Neelix to cook some Cajun cuisine, would that not be cool? Oh, that's solid. Yeah? So we've got to keep the mess hall then.
1: Yeah, we got to keep the. them. I th- yes, that's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. But Cisco would be all about the mess hall. I think-
0: I think you're right. He would be- As a cornerstone of the community. That's where everybody kind of comes together.
1: Being raised in a restaurant, his father having a restaurant, I think he would be the first to say, I don't need a private dining room. Uh-huh. And you should create a mess hall. And let me help you set it up. And let me help you get going.
0: Yeah. Here's where I think there's a difference. I think Ben Cisco never liked the idea of having a private dining hall. And realizing that there's going to be a need for more fresh, non-replicated cooking. He has the idea to create the mess hall. And he kind of employs Neelix to set it up and run it. It's not Neelix's idea. He doesn't just do it. Cisco tells him. You want to make yourself useful It's more than just a guide? This is how you can do it. You game?
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah, like when, when like when Janeway said, like, this isn't a passenger ship, and they kind of said, like, oh, well, we, could, we can do this or this. I think Cisco would say, like, okay, if you're going to be on this ship, you need to work. So you do this, you do this, you do this. What are your strengths? You do this. Yeah. And I feel like we're totally kind of went against what we said we were going to do, but I feel like we're now in the Neelix portion. I feel like... <laughs> cisco would not just put up with neelix's cooking because that was kind of a theme throughout the show that neelix was a horrible cook yeah and sure they, ju- they just kind of put up with it as a crew i don't think cisco would put up with it i think he would say listen this is how you cook for a federation crew
0: yes cisco's gonna teach neelix how to cook <laughs> leola root or no leola root that's the next big question we must answer
1: I think there's always going to be Leola root. I think <laughs> Neelix would would put force it on the crew, just like like some chefs force tofu. But he would. I think there it would be like a meeting in the middle. I think like Cisco would fight back from a Federation side, and Neelix would fight back from a necessity side. You're in. The, you're not in the Alpha Quadrant. You're in the Delta Quadrant. I think they would meet in the middle.
0: You're probably right. And they would
1: both learn from each other.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like it. And maybe there is a way to make Leola root tastes like truffles or something really fancy and awesome (laughs) maybe that's where cisco's finesse comes in his expertise they do have to use the leola root because it it grows quickly and it's available and, and it's nutritious so i love it they meet in the middle they make it work that's that's awesome
1: so let's stay on neelix a little bit let's just let's just stay on neelix okay so Do you think Cisco would allow him, encourage, or not care if he was the self-proclaimed morale officer?
0: Hmm. That's a really good question. Neelix is going to go in with, hey, I'm your guide. Mm
1: -hmm. Where does
0: morale officer kind of come in? I kind of wonder if that's something where, say, around season three, Neelix is starting to feel a little useless. He has that point where they're leaving the space that he knows and he's freaking out because yeah, I'm the chef, but I want to do more for the crew. I'm a part of this family. Maybe he talks with Cisco, is there anything else that I can do on this ship? I mean, is there a need? And maybe we have some sort of Neelix story where he figures out, "Hey, I'm really good at boosting people up." And he takes like he officially puts in a request, "Hey, I want to be the ship's morale officer." And Cisco, maybe Cisco says, Hey, look, we don't have a counselor on this ship. This is the next best thing.
1: I think that's a good thing to to have an arc for Neelix where he's not like the self-proclaimed morale officer from the get-go, but yet he kind of goes into that role, like he he, kind of he grows from there. I honestly think Cisco wouldn't care. I think he would just kind of go like, Yeah, sure, whatever, you're the morale officer, go with God. You know, like
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then maybe Neelix kind of impresses Cisco. With his ingenuity and the little ways that he kind of props everybody up, makes them happy, gives them a moment to smile about with each day.
1: I think over time, I think definitely I, uh, Cisco would see the value in Neelix. I mean, because we, if Cisco can come around with Nog, I think he could definitely come around with Neelix. Where I yeah. feel like it would be like with Janeway, it was a little bit more. I don't want to, adversarial isn't the right word, but she had a little bit more contempt. For Neelix at the beginning like uh-huh. a lot of characters did but I feel like Cisco would just kind of be indifferent where it's just like great we have a cook we have a guide that's fine whatever do what you need to do but I, I think as time went on he would see the value and see how he really does want to contribute and be a member of the crew and I think Cisco respects that.
0: You bring up an important question the earlier days remember the episode the cloud where Neelix wants to jump ship Mm -hmm. and get the heck out of there because they have this beautiful ship and what do they do? They find any way to possibly break it and blow themselves up. And that's kind of the contentious Janeway that you're talking about where she's just, hey, you wanted to come with us on this mission? This is what you have to deal with. This is how we operate. This is what we do. Like Jonah and the whale, you're going in. Now, how would Sisko approach this?
1: I think he would approach it in fundamentally the same way. Like they'd end up in the same spot where I think he would say something like, he's like, we don't have the time nor the resources to prep our ship. I think he would do it a little bit more yelly because that's my favorite kind of Cisco is yelling <laughs> Cisco. Um, because I think the, the conversation would be half as short as it, would, as it was with Janeway, where Cisco is just like, I don't have the time and I don't care. You're a member of this crew. And if you want to be a member of this crew, you're going to stay on board. If after this whole situation is done, you want to leave, you can get your ass out.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, shut up and hang on.
1: Exactly. I love that. In the meantime, shut up and hang on. I think that's, that, would be the, that would be the closing phrase instead of Jonah and the whale.
0: Now, do we still have the conversation of dismissed? That's a Starfleet word for get out.
1: I think, I think uh, um, Neelix would know. I think Neelix would just turn around and run out.
0: I think he would be so aghast at Cisco saying what he just said, that he would just kind of have this shocked look on his face and then turn around and leave speechless. Mm-hmm. Can't say a yep. word.
1: <laughs> That's exactly how it would go down. Okay, so we've established how he would interact with Neelix. Let's, let's go ahead and go back to the top. Let's start from the top down here.
0: Let's discuss Chakotay.
1: Now, this is strange here. This is a weird dynamic because Chakotay can sometimes be similar to Cisco. Where uh-huh. Chakotay's fine with throwing a punch. Chicote's fine with forcing people to do what they don't want to do. He's fine with yelling if he needs to. But he's also a warm and sensuous person and is down to earth and respects his roots. And so does Cisco. Very much right. so. And so they have very similar personalities. I'm sure people might argue with me. But I think an argument can be made that they have similar personalities. And how does that look like? In a crew, because this is a what-if scenario. This is not like a oh, if only they did something like this or this would make a great show. This is yeah. a what if scenario. So this these are the cards that were dealt. How do you think that would go down? Do you think Chicote would adjust himself to be maybe be a little bit more softer since this goes so firm on the top?
0: Maybe over time, but what I wonder is are they two alike? Are things gonna be really contentious at first?
1: I think so. I really do. I think it's Realistically, Chicote and Janeway should not have gotten along as quickly as they did.
0: No. But they do complement each other, and that's why their relationship worked so well. My feeling is that with these two characters, Cisco and Chicote being so much alike, they're too much alike. They know exactly where the other person is coming from, and they're gonna butt heads constantly.
1: I really do think so. I think they're gonna be I think there's gonna be a lot of shouting matches. I think there's going to be a lot more dispute from Chakotay saying, listen, if you want the Chakotay to be a part of this crew, you need to listen to me. And it's not Uh just about integration. Because he does fight... Like when he fights for Torres to be chief engineer, that's him very much fighting for Maquis rights. I feel like that conversation, he would direct it inward by saying, if you want to accept the Maquis, you have to accept me and my ideas. I'm here to represent... I serve the captain, but I'm here to represent the crew. And by not listening to me, you are not listening to the crew. And I think Cisco would be pig-headed at first.
0: Dare I say it, I think this might start out as a little bit of a prick-waving contest.
1: (laughs) They'd bring out the ruler, you think? Yeah, I think so, too.
0: (laughs) I mean maybe just even to the like where they're arguing for the sake of arguing it's ridiculous and then they're going to reach that point where they realize just how ridiculous they are because for every major decision they're going to go off into the ready room and have some argument about it and the younger officers like harry they're going to look at tuvok like oh they're fighting again
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's the thing you have two strong personalities that are similar and they're going to butt heads. And like, obviously Janeway's a strong personality. Of course she is. Yeah, but...
0: yeah. and it was fun when they butted heads too. But Chakotay right. always backed down. So does that follow the correct pattern then where does he, after a while, soften up and defer to Cisco because he's tired of the fighting or do they find a way to resolve their differences? I hope it's the latter.
1: <sighs> this might be wish fulfillment. But I feel like this relationship would be representative of the Maquis Federation relationship, the Maquis-Starfleet relationship on the show. Uh Uh-huh. I think this would go on for a while. They wouldn't be besties by the end of season one. No. Uh, I'm not not saying that there would be, like, it would come to blows. I'm not saying that they would hate each other. But I think there would be a contentious relationship and thus have a contentious relationship between Starfleet and Maquis as time went on. And... I think Cisco would be the first one to bend by saying, we can't run the ship this way.
0: I think you're right.
1: Maybe things pop up where inefficiency pops up or command leaders can't manage their own teams because of the infighting and the in-argument. And maybe certain factions are popping off where Maquis people are only listening to people of power who are also Maquis and vice versa with Starfleet. And so they both recognize it's a problem. And maybe Cisco is the one who says, listen, we cannot fix this crew, this ship until we fix ourselves.
0: Yes. Because all those problems, the root of it is the example that's being set at the top. Right. I love it.
1: The mother and the father set the tone for the children and (laughs) they are, they're fighting all the time.
0: Yeah, in this case, Dad and Dad are just constantly <laughs> at odds, and the kids see it and say, "Okay, that's how we handle our problems on this ship." Well, I'm gonna me 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 up too, and suddenly everybody uh, yeah. is just rabble, rabble, rabble.
1: Exactly, and so I don't know how exactly they find a way, but they find a way. Cisco learns to listen, and Chakotay learns to pick his battles. I think that's when that's kind of the middle ground.
0: I like it, yes. And thus ending the prick waving contest.
1: So, one thing that I absolutely want to keep that was kind of proprietary to Janeway was the confidant relationship with Tuvok. I think that would still work with Cisco.
0: I think so too. Yeah. Now, do they have the same history where. I don't think so. No? Okay. So. Is it just one of those things where they're very good friends and they've been friends? I guess we should define how this works.
1: I think they become fast friends. I think the experiences with Caretaker is what helps them bond. And Tuvok is the one that first gave Cisco counsel on nudging him to become captain and also giving him permission to become captain. And so Cisco never really stopped going to him for advice because the Mm -hmm. guy is almost in the triple digits in age he's old even though he's a lower rank he's a seasoned starfleet veteran he knows the ship he knows the crew the majority of the crew better than anybody because this was supposed to be his crew and so i feel like cisco would rely on that expertise and also his cool calm demeanor which sometimes cisco is lacking and maybe he understands that he's lacking in that
0: right so then he's depending on tuvok to keep him in check a little bit. Right. He's balancing. So you're saying that they they don't have a past like Janeway and Tuvok did. They become friends while serving on the ship.
1: Yes, I do believe that because Cisco has so many issues with Chakotay at first and also because he's Maquis, he can't go to him to be a confidant because it's his first officer. But I think there's, there's just that enough separation between his second officer and also him being of Starfleet, and a firm believer in Starfleet, he feels a little bit easier going to him than somebody else.
0: He's probably going to Tuvok with a lot of problems he's having with Chakotay, maybe only to realize that, oh, the fact that his confidant is a fellow Starfleet officer, and maybe he's maybe he's unknowingly keeping things from Chakotay, because he's airing them with Tuvok, realizing that mm. that, that might be a little bit of a mistake, but does it for a while before he catches it.
1: Maybe that's something that Jakote notices and brings up, where he says, he's yeah. like, I'm not really the first officer. Tuvok is the first officer. I'm the first officer, no- name only. I'm your token Maki.
0: Yes, yes. Thus all the contention, at least on a professional level. <laughs> Personally, they've got issues going too, but, oh, that would work so well.
1: So we have kind of like a triangle of command. Instead of a love triangle, we have a, a command triangle that isn't working.
0: Right, it's a dysfunctional relationship, and we uh, we apparently need to put them in some sort of therapy to to work their problems <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> I think under Cisco, even though I think Cisco gets a bad rap for being the wartime captain, uh, and some people use that as a negative because he's the only captain that we've seen during wartime. You know, we we didn't see Kirk during wartime. We only saw Picard in like a Klingon war in an alternate reality episode. And yeah. Janeway wasn't in war. And so Sisko was the wartime captain. We saw him during the Dominion War in and, and battles with the Klingons. And so he is the most battle-ready captain we've seen, but I don't think that makes him a warmonger and doesn't mm-hmm. make him quick to action. I think that he gets a bad rap for that. However, all of that said, I think he would be very ready and willing to listen to Tuvok about equipping Voyager to have more teeth and to have that elite force that we saw in the video games, like mm-hmm. the the hazard team, I think we would see that creation.
0: I think it would come out of some sort of dangerous encounter with some race out there in the Delta Quadrant. I would say it would come out of necessity rather than just, oh, we need to be ready.
1: My knee jerk is the Vidians.
0: You think that early?
1: I think it would be that early. I think the Vidians freak Cisco out and he says, he's like, they are far more advanced and... They are coming out to get us.
0: I mean, they already stole a long out of Neelix. Kess does not have another one.
1: <laughs> right. And so we need to be ready for this. We need to protect ourselves. We could deal with the Kazon, but the Vidians might be something that we can't protect ourselves against if we go head to head with them.
0: I mean, the more I think about that, the more that makes sense. For one, the Vidians are great villains and they are incredibly dangerous, but they are all out here alone. Against all these other forces out there, they should be ready to tackle some sort of antagonist at the drop of a hat. They, they should be ready. They have to be ready if they want to survive out here. The Delta Quadrant's going to very quickly become a dangerous place, and they're going to realize that.
1: Yeah, and I think the same way that Cisco outfitted Deep Space Nine with more torpedoes and launchers and phasers and everything like that for Season 4, I think he would do that to Voyager as well. I think we would see more modifications.
0: Yeah, and maybe we see them doing things like building torpedoes.
1: Yes, fi- like figuring out an alternate source to use for torpedoes. I would love to see totally. that.
0: Totally. Yeah, that would bring out some ingenuity out of Torres. And mm-hmm. that could be kind of fun. And then that would kind of solve one of those ongoing problems where, where does Voyager get all these torpedoes? They're constantly talking about how they only have so many.
1: Speaking of Torres.
0: Let's talk about her.
1: How does that relationship go down? How does Cisco react to Chicote saying Torres needs to be the chief engineer? And by the way, she just broke somebody's nose.
0: <laughs> I think, much like Janeway, Cisco's going to be hesitant at first because of her hot temper, but he's going to hear it out and he's going to realize that he, too, I mean, he can boil over too. So he's going to recognize that he needs to be the calmer one in this relationship. So He's going to listen to her. He's going to let her get her point across. And he is going to realize that she's a brilliant engineer. So I don't think it's going to be too terribly different. He's probably going to start her off on maybe a probationary basis where, hey, if you can get along with everybody and run your Mm. team, you've got the job. He's going to give her a chance. That's what I'm thinking.
1: I think that's a key difference right there. I'm with you where I don't think things turn out too differently. But I think he kind of puts in that, okay, you're chief engineer for now i'm the only one who knows this but yeah. you are chief engineer for now and if you can show me in six months that you can actually run this crew or like run that room or run engineering then i'm making you full-time or something like that and so right. maybe we can even see that pop up again later where she has some issues and she's like i love this job i'm gonna work through it because i don't want to not be the chief
0: yeah that would be cool She's going to have to maybe work a little harder for it.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't disrespect her by saying that to the entire crew, saying, oh, she's on a probationary (laughs) period. Yeah. She's the chief engineer.
0: Yeah. And he also has to calm down some distressed Starfleet officers who thought they were going to get the job. Maybe they're working to take her down a little bit. You could have some sort of subplot where, I don't know, Carrie or something is just really pissed. And he tries to do something that makes it look like Torres is not doing her job properly and n- no. I mean that's not a very Starfleet thing to do.
1: I don't like the idea of besmirching Carrie because he was actually a <laughs> class actor in the entire the entire situation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I would like to see that conversation though happen. I would like to see the conversation of Cisco telling Carrie, listen, you're not gonna be chief engineer. That would be a very uncomfortable conversation.
0: And you're going to listen to this angry Klingon lady and follow her orders. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like it.
1: Right, right. He's going to
0: hate it. But yeah, you're right. Joe Carey is too much of a good Starfleet officer to not do it.
1: All right. Tom Paris.
0: I'm struggling with how this one might go.
1: I feel like, I mean, Jamie didn't put up with too much of Tom's crap. I mean, like she was, she demoted him. She demoted the man. Yes. And so... With Cisco, I feel like Tom could charm Janeway sometimes. Mm, yeah, I feel like Tom yeah. could talk his way out of certain things with Janeway because he was always getting in trouble. I don't think that would work on Cisco. I think Cisco would be even harder on Tom.
0: I think you're right. I think he's going to keep Tom on a short leash, and he's really not going to like the guy too much. He's going to hate Tom's arrogant attitude.
1: I. See what you're saying, but I feel like I want to steer in a different direction. Where I think the same way that Janeway saw Seven as her kind of personal mentorship, I would love to see Cisco take Tom underneath his wing.
0: Oh, you think? Because Neelix is kind of his project.
1: I would say just with cooking. Like, I didn't want to get like, oh, like a (laughs) mentorship angle. I think with Tom. Well, no, I suppose.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
1: I feel Cisco would be able to work with Tom. Like, I think he would be extra hard on him and that would make a great moment where where tom would say like can i speak freely and he's like yeah sure he's like why are you always on my ass what is going on yeah and cisco just kind of lays it down and says you remind me of me when i was younger and you can do you can do better you can be better and you can do better
0: yeah that's great and then that actually really fits because then tom later becomes a family man Mm-hmm. And Cisco's a family man, so he's grooming Tom to be that better man.
1: I think that's that's how it worked for me. I feel like the Janeway Seven relationship would be replaced by the Cisco Tom relationship.
0: That works too good. Okay, so that wasn't nearly as complicated as I was overthinking it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of family man, we need to talk about Jake a little bit. How is Jake on Voyager? What does he do,
0: man? I kind of wonder if he's going to get a little bored because he's the only kid aboard this ship. He doesn't have Nog. He doesn't have friends. He just has fellow officers. It's like the kid hanging around a bunch of other adults.
1: And it's going to take forever to get Wildman. And even then, she's going to be too young.
0: Well, yeah, he's going to babysit her, maybe.
1: That would be fun. I think that would be an interesting (laughs) storyline. Jake, the, the Jake babysits Naomi episode.
0: That would be great. Now is Jake still a writer? Because that's sort of something he develops as time goes on.
1: I would love to see him continue to be a writer, and
0: maybe he's chronicling, you know, his exa- point of view of the Voyager journey.
1: The mind naturally goes there, and I think we should embrace it because yeah. somebody's got to tell their stories and somebody has to document it instead of just personal log. And and yeah. captain's log and everything like that.
0: Question: Does he turn it into a hollow novel? And are there questions about the nature of the truthfulness of this story?
1: <laughs> I think he kind of has that weekly uh, that weekly email blast to everybody where it's it's not it's, it's <laughs> oh not the gosh. news.
0: Instead of Neelix doing Good Day Voyager, yeah. it's Jake doing a broadcast of the highlights of the
1: week, and he dramatizes it. I think. That's the thing, is that like, can you imagine, I'm blanking on the, uh, the episode where there's two Janeways and the Vidians attack.
0: Oh, Deadlock.
1: Deadlock, I couldn't think of that name for some reason. Can you imagine Deadlock dramatized or novelized? And oh he's just he's like, hey, you remember when that crazy crap happened with, um, and we were deadlocked with that alternate version of ourselves? Well, here's a little uh, novella about it. And he does that every week or every month or something.
0: And by the way, that was Tuesday.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so and maybe maybe once they get in contact with Earth, people start downloading his stories like crazy and he yes. becomes super popular on Earth.
0: Yeah, Jake becomes famous overnight in the Alpha Quadrant. He doesn't even know for a while. And
1: he's not even there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's not even in the Alpha Quadrant and people oh are just God. like give us more, give us more about the 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 adventures of USS Voyager.
0: Right. And he's like, "Well, what more do you want? It's just that's it." <laughs> yeah oh my gosh oh that that would be a great story
1: and then there could be a follow-up story where some secret crap snuck through in some of his stories where Starfleet headquarters is like hey jake you're uh you're leaking out some top secret stuff here and it's caused some hell
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks thanks for the details on the bioneural gel packs being infected with cheese
1: yeah I think like those kind of stories would happen so there would be a fallout and uh,
0: <laughs> I love it. Like, he's really popular with the masses, but Starfleet Command is kind of pissed,
1: right? Yes, that kind of thing would happen. Love and it. also, I feel like if the, the Borg kids came on board, maybe he would interact with them a little bit more. Uh-huh. And like, maybe maybe him and Echeb would develop a relationship.
0: Yeah, maybe they'd be buds.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like they would be, but for lack of options, I mean, what else does well, he
0: have? Y- yeah, it's more of that convenience of hey you're here and i'm here even if we don't have that much in common we're going to be friends because we don't have anybody else i do wonder if jake is going to deal with a lot of loneliness being the only kid his age
1: i think that's something that we would definitely explore and
0: i think he and cisco ben cisco they'd be talking a lot about the loneliness of being out there
1: i think we would see cisco take time off as much as he possibly could in order to be with jake
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also think out of Jake's boredom, that's what prompts him to chronicle the journey. Like, that's his way of embracing it.
1: I could see Chakotay in the captain's chair a whole lot more than he was during the original run because Sisko understands the importance of taking time off and being an actual father, while Janeway didn't have that responsibility, so she didn't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe Cisco's delegating a little more responsibility to Chakotay as time goes on, as he gains trust, and that means a lot to Chakotay.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Poor Robert Beltran is just still going to be stuck on the bridge, but for entirely different reasons.
1: So one person that we haven't talked about yet was poor Harry.
0: Poor Harry. Okay, so if Tom is going to be Cisco's project, what is Harry to him? Oh, man. Harry was sort of a project for Janeway. I mean, she was the role model for him.
1: I don't... I think... Yeah. I mean, it was there, but I don't think they really explored it too terribly much.
0: It was really subtle and intermittent.
1: Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that there wouldn't be that much of a relationship.
0: You suppose Harry's just going to go off? I mean, they just have a strictly professional relationship and Harry has his friends elsewhere. Well, not his friends, but his relationships. Elsewhere. I think he's
1: gonna he's gonna be defined by the relationships he has outside of the captain. I think he's still gonna be best buds with Tom. He's still gonna connect with Balana. I still think he maybe down the line he's developed some sort of relationship with Tuvok. I think he, Harry's still gonna be Harry, but it's just they're not gonna have that maternal or paternal thing yeah. that he had with, with Janeway. So
0: Right. Do you suppose Harry over time might think? God, why does the captain hate me? He's not going to promote me ever.
1: <laughs> does Cisco promote <laughs> Harry?
0: I would love it if he did.
1: Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? Okay, so we, we only have a couple minutes left. Let's talk about Kes.
0: I think that's going to be pretty straightforward. Kes is going to come forward and say, hey, we've got a cargo bay we can use to grow food. I will run hydroponics. And Cisco says, okay.
1: I think Cisco is excited about the idea. I yeah. think he, he immediately greenlights it. And I think this is kind of that situation where he's with Neelix and teaches him how to cook. I think he gets with Kes and says, let's grow something together. Let's have a garden. And maybe yeah. that's what he does in his spare time. Like that is his Ooh. therapy is helping Kes with the hydroponics bay.
0: Awesome. Awesome. But Kes is such an overworker that she's already tended to everything. There's no work for him to do. So then he's just there staring at plants.
1: I, I want to say that, like, I think Cisco <laughs> would take ownership. I think he would force himself onto the situation and say, like, we're doing this together.
0: Mm, well, I mean, y- yeah, you might be right.
1: Maybe that's what pushes her to learn a little bit more about medicine. Because he's oh, kind of, he, you know, he's sure. doing a little too much in the hydroponics bag.
0: Well, maybe, maybe. Or just the fact that food in and of itself can, like, be healing. You make that connection.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I don't I mean, know what that has to do with Cisco, but...
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't have much to do with Cisco. It has to do with Kes. Okay. Meaning, basically, once hydroponics kind of gets under control, and this is really Cisco's baby, she wants her own identity. So that's when she moves into medicine a little more.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see. I can definitely see that happening.
0: And I think they have a sweet relationship. You know.
1: I think they have that. They have that very cordial relationship of. Like, we do this together, and so we have shared a lot of conversation together. I feel like they still have that special... Like, Janeway and Kes had a special relationship. I want to see Cisco have a paternal relationship with Kes the same way that Janeway did. Yeah. Where, like, Jake is always there, Jake is always his boy, but maybe he kind of pseudo-adopts Kes.
0: Do you think? Do you think? So then, how does that work with the relationship Kes has with Neelix? Because they're a couple like how do, I mean, does that affect how Cisco then feels about knee legs?
1: I think it's definitely possible. I think maybe Kes gets out of the relationship a little quicker.
0: I just don't think there should have been a relationship, not a, like a romantic relationship. But we've talked about this.
1: We've talked about it at length, but I think we're getting into wish fulfillment here. We um, are,
0: we are, we are.:
1: So there's two big people that we need to talk about. We don't have the time, and that's, eh. and that's seven and the doctor. So oh, How boy. about this guys? How write in, Write in what you think would, would happen. How yeah. would Cisco interact with the doctor in his search for, you know, holographic rights? and individuality and how would he work with seven with uh, her search for individuality yeah. let us know by going to the nerdparty.com slash contact select punch it from the drop down menu fill out the form it'll send us an email let us know what you think there are no wrong answers here folks.
0: no no just help us fill out the blanks
1: you can let us know on facebook at facebook.com slash the nerd party you can find us on twitter at join nerd you can also find us individually on twitter i'm at the insane robin
0: and i'm at oh the profanity
1: Now, we have no idea what we're going to do next week. Could be a what if, could be something else. But whatever it's going to be, we're going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.